Good, good. I'm so excited to talk to you. Nice. How did your day go so far? My day's been pretty good so far. I can't complain. I mean, it's a nice 96 degrees outside in Texas. <laughs> so, you know, it's a good day. <laughs> right. What part of Texas are you in? I live in Houston. Well, I guess I grew up in Sugarland, which is outside of Houston, but I'm a Houston person, Houston girl. Nice, nice. So uh, I wanted to bring you on the show because I saw you were an aerialist and I thought that was awesome. And also <laughs> because you just got just got your own business, which is even more awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it's brand new. Um, it's literally just been registered this past few days. So I'm really, really excited to to work with that whole thing and, and try to bring some really cool entertainment to not just Houston, but all over Texas. Yeah. And uh, are you a, well, that's a stupid ass question. You have to be a model. Look at you. You're too hot not to be. Oh, it was so <laughs> and plus you're tall, that tall and beautiful. Are you a model? I do a little modeling. I do. I have some really, really cool fashion and photographer friends at live around here and I work with them on occasion it, it's a lot of fun it's it's fun getting all dressed up and prettied and have someone take your picture I, it's fun <laughs> yeah t it's funny uh fun fact every time I uh because I interview models from like all over and every time I uh interview a model from Texas it's the same thing everybody says that we have a very good modeling community um and I've interviewed all races and they all say you know the same thing everybody's real you know real supportive not competitive at all I mean a little bit of competitive but in a nice healthy way you know what I mean yeah, you know, I think that just the southern region in general, I mean, there's just gorgeous people everywhere. And we just have like this laid back attitude. We're not all business like you would find in some other cities. And we like to have fun with it. We're just we're easygoing here. So it's it's a lot more fun that way. And it's another thing. Uh, what's your nationality? So I was born here in Texas, but my mother is from India and my father is from Pakistan. So I'm kind of a little mixture there. But yeah, it's really cool. They came here years and years ago as immigrants. Um, and we've been here ever since and we love it. It's great. I've been back a couple of times. Um, so I'm, I'm proud of where I come from. But, but yeah, we're, we're happy to be a part of this. It's really, really great. My whole Oh, it's really fun. Yeah, and I mean, I asked because I wanted to know, and number one, you have the most beautifulest hair I ever seen. Like, <laughs> like you. Uh, I, I want to say it's genetics because, you know, a lot of Indian, Pakistani people, they have gorgeous hair, but you have to, like, what? You know, I and I feel bad saying this, but I'm pretty terrible. I just use whatever shampoo I think smells really good. That's really it. <laughs> I just and I I wash my hair like every day. I know people say you're supposed to wash it like once a week or something. I I brush it really rough. I mean, I'm terrible. I'm terrible. I do. I'm not. Hairdressers probably hate everything I'm saying right now, no, I'm, but, I'm, but yeah, I just I, I take it for granted. I'm basically, sure everybody's <laughs> hating what you say because your hair slays, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I just, you know, oh, oh, I just wash it, you know, I just that's it, you know, <laughs> like people pay good money for that, you know, 
for that hair. I'm trying to grow dress myself, but I might have to get some of yours and get a weave in or something. You know, you know I'm happy, happy to donate. I'm happy uh, to. <laughs> I'm saying, but yeah, you're, you know, extremely, you know, I'm just proud of you for getting your own business, for even having that mindset, because, you know, the way things, you know, work now where so many people are trying nobody think oh i can own something you know so i'm very proud of you thank you yeah and you know it was a really difficult decision um especially you know i'm forming a business during a pandemic so it's not really what you would consider the best timing but for me it was really good timing it was time for me to take the next step and i'm really really looking forward to it and seeing how far I can take it. It's definitely something that's scary, but really exciting at the same time. Nice. Well, one of my uh, theater teachers always said you should run to what scares you. So, you know. That's great advice. I like that. I might might steal that. I like that a lot. (laughs) Always run to what scares you. Don't be afraid to get a little bit uncomfortable. You know, but I do want to touch on some of your aerialist uh, things because it's rare and you barely see it. You know, I remember the first time I uh, saw you, there was a video um, and I think I can pinpoint. Do you remember the I think it was like a wedding video that you were performing at? Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Definitely. I do this a lot for a wedding, so definitely. Yeah, well, yes. like, uh, you were uh, being an aerialist for a wedding, and, you know, you had your sheets, and, like, you hit the splits, and, like, my mom had to rush in here because I couldn't breathe, you know? <laughs> Like, I, she had to give me some. I'm drinking water now during this interview. I'm like, don't pass out. Okay, don't pass <laughs> out. But what made you wake up one morning and say, you know what? I want to do aerial work for the rest of my life because it's a, I know it's a profession that's not really known. You know what I mean? So what got Right. It is. It's different. It's it's something that I didn't really know much about either until I found out about it. So, I mean, and, and a little bit about my background, I have zero background in this. So it was definitely something that I discovered completely green. When I first found it, I mean, the first aerial class that I took was actually at a cheerleading studio. They had um, a couple of silks hanging from the ceiling, and they were just giving individual classes. And it was the hardest thing I had ever done. After one class, I mean, after like five minutes in the class, my wrists were just on fire. I was, it was extremely painful. But it was so beautiful, and there was something about it that just really, really just it got me and I, I knew I was going to just stick with it and, and, and learn as much as I could because I just found it to be so beautiful. I, I really, really fell in love with the movements and kind of the creativity that you can have with it. So, you know, I stuck through it with all the pain and, um, and I just, I really found something special within it. I, I felt really balanced out when I really started committing to it because, I mean, before I'd never really tried anything that creative. And I'd never really done anything artistic before. So this was really, really something that I knew once I got started with it, it was just, it was a, 
it was a done thing. I wasn't going to ever stop. Yeah. And, and I see you took like, you take pole dancing class too. I'm not that stupid. Okay. Cause I know you have a certain level of strong. <laughs> I fucked around. Okay. So this is a <laughs> I fucked around and I took a uh, hot yoga class. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah there yeah. you go. Because <laughs> uh, I dance, and so I'm like, well, uh, correction, you know, I do like dance, like hip hop, jazz. You know, I'm I'm not a stripper. I don't want you to think that, or anybody to think that. I mean, I tried, but I got turned down. Apparently, I'm not the right. But anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyway, you know, you know, with Corona times is hard, you know, but um, I had no, <laughs> gotta make that dollar. You, I had no idea that yoga was as hard as it is. I thought it was just a lot of posing and breathing in and meditating, which is what it is. But it's like out of the whole hour, I could only do three pauses and of uh, poses. And then on top of that, it was hot yoga. Oh, right. So you're dying in there. I mean, it's I sweaty. Left, I mean, the water is your best friend. Absolutely. I left my soul on that mat, let me tell you. Like, <laughs> like, 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 you know how hot it is outside. I went with one of my friends, and I was like, I would never have thought that it would feel better outside than inside, but... Right. <laughs> hot yoga is no joke i applaud you for going for it it's really you know, really tough but i will say this after i took it i felt like 10 times better you know i even you know got some uh some uh uh free eggs from the store you know i went to uh, and uh i guess the girl was flirting with me or something yeah, i was picking up some uh coconut oil for my hair and some eggs for my mother. And, you know, she gave me the eggs for free. I was like, okay, you know, that oh, yoga does the body you know, good. good energy, but yeah, it was definitely fun. I, you know, recommend it to anybody. If you're ever, you know, in Dallas, you know, by all means stop at black swan yoga and you will be reborn. I believe it. I have tried hot yoga and it's, it's definitely a killer. It's not easy, but like you said, once you get out of there, you feel amazing. You know that you've accomplished something pretty cool in that hour, hour and a half of class. Yeah. So back to your business. Tell me a little bit about it. Yeah. So after being an aerialist for a few years, I basically, I kind of, I kind of got to know a lot of people in the hospitality performing arts industry here in Houston, also a little bit in Dallas. I performed a lot in Dallas as well. And after kind of being in that scene for a while, people started to ask me if I could put on bigger and bigger productions, meaning bringing more artists, bringing more people. And eventually I kind of decided to make it official and have a company that did just that. So what I'll be doing is booking lots of different kinds of artists, not just aerialists, but fire performers, stilt walkers, other dancers, all sorts of different artists and bringing them to different shows and different venues and, and putting on different performances. And I wanted to make it into a company because I really, having been in this industry for, for a few years, I kind of know now 
how it is to be an artist and how you're treated and how you're paid and how you're not paid and how you're seen. And I wanted to kind of raise the standard of how, how we treat art and creative people. Yes. And so I want my company to really, really like the main point and the main value that I want to throw out there is that artists work extremely, extremely hard. I mean, to say that it's, just like any other profession is absolutely not true. Artists put in hours and hours into whatever it is that they're trying to do. And they do it with so much passion because they love it so much. And at the end of the day, they're trying to make an audience really, really happy. And I just think that's great. And so I wanted my company to treat artists like that, like they should be deserving of you know, of course, being paid well, but also the recognition of how much work it took to get to that point. So my company is basically a company by an artist for artists. And I want to bring that level of professionalism, of course, to people's events. I want when clients book through us that they know they're going to get a great show. They know that their audience or whoever's coming is really, really going to have just the best time. And of course, all the artists there are just going to be so happy to be there because that's what we do. We love to do this. So all that put together, I just, I wanted it to make, I wanted to make a company that was fun and gave artists a lot of creative freedom, but also kind of made everything kind of fair for everybody as well. And and I think that's what I... That's what I really, really want. I mostly, I just, I want artists to know that whenever they work with me, they're going to have a great time so they can just be themselves. Yeah. And I think that's what I like about your company is because, you know, you're a nice person. And also, like you said, it's (laughs) uh, a company ran by an artist. So you can, because most companies aren't run by artists. So because you are an artist, you know how you know, artists should be treated. And it's just like me with this podcast. Like, I am not a podcaster at all. You know, I'm an actor. I'm only doing this because, number one, it's on my bucket list. And number two, like, Hollywood and all the, like, productions and theaters are shut down. Like, I was literally in the middle of uh, shooting. Uh, This was right before Corona was a big deal. I was in the middle of shooting. I was in a strip club with no windows. And I was thinking to myself, if I'm ever going to get Corona, it's now. You know? But, but, but luckily I didn't. But I think that's the thing that separates me from other podcasters uh, is because I'm not a podcaster. I'm an actor. So I know how people should be treated you know like I actually look up questions that people want to know you know what I mean yeah yeah. instead of I mean there's some podcasters I feel like you can't even get a word in they're really just they just like to hear themselves talk (laughs) and I'm like (laughs) if that's the case why the fuck would you have people on like there's a lot of podcasters where they just rant and there's nothing wrong with that actually that was the uh original idea for this one but you can only rant like i can only rant so much you know (laughs) but i'm still thinking about doing like movie reviews or something i don't know but uh yeah i just love to lift people and you know give people a voice that you know doesn't necessarily have one you know what i mean You know, and I really appreciate that. I think that's really cool what you're doing. I mean, especially during 
this corona time i mean everyone in the in the like the performing arts world has kind of been shut down whether you're an actor or a theater performer or a dancer or a singer you do anything with live events is pretty much on hold all concert tours are canceled for the rest of the year it's just extremely extremely difficult i mean the amount of people that are employed by the creative economy is just it's a lot of people who are struggling and that's kind of another reason why I wanted to start this company now is that I wanted to kind of show people that, you know what, we're going to come back. We're going to bounce back from this and people need art. They need, they need that energy from creative people. I mean, what's the point? If, if there's nothing, there's no music, there's no art, there's no dancing. I mean, that's what we live for. Not just. Yeah. Work. I mean, they say we're not essential, but I strongly disagree because what if, you know, I mean, exactly. We're extremely essential. You, you know, because <laughs> what if people have been doing all quarantine, being entertained and watching movies? You know what I mean? Right. All of that is, is getting people through this really, really tough time. And it's, it is a very tough time. People have lost their jobs. People have lost so much. And putting on your favorite music or watching a movie is just so good for your mental health. So artists really are extremely essential. We need them. Now, I have some questions for you. Number one, as far as your business, uh, what is your mission statement? So I need to craft kind of a formal mission statement, but like we were talking about before, I mean, my goal is to bring a really high level of visual and performing arts to Houston and the state of Texas and, of course, beyond, but mostly just here. Because when people think of Texas, they don't think of, you know, all of that. They think of Miami. They think of Vegas. They think of New York. They think of California. But I want Texas to yeah. be on the map, too. And, and we have such amazing talent here and i don't want them to feel like they have to leave they can be right here in texas and flourish so that's really like my main goal yeah and it's funny you said that because i was talking to one of my friends and they were like texas is actually in a few years going to become the new las vegas so i think your business was perfect timing and i think it's badass that you would open up a business in mid-corona like some you, you know, <laughs> right? Like, I'm not afraid of this virus at all. I'm you, so you know, ready. Like, some, <laughs> like, little girl or little boy is gonna like, uh, you know, well, not necessarily have to be little, but somebody's gonna listen to this podcast and hear that and be inspired. Like, if you know, hopefully, when Corona is over and the lizard people tell us we can you know, take off the mask, you know, the reptilians, you know, they'll be like, wow, if she can start her own business during Corona, then I damn sure can start my own business after Corona. So you're, you don't know just how many people you inspire. Well, I hope so. I mean, there's been so many people that have inspired me and I'm so thankful for those people. I mean, without, without people that, support us and encourage us i mean it's just it means so much so if i can do even just a little bit of that to somebody i haven't even met i'm very very happy that makes my day so yeah anybody out there if you want to start something if you have something in your imagination just go for it just 
go for it. I mean, what else can happen, right? We're already in the middle of a pandemic. Just, just do it. Now, now, now it. do you do uh, private aerial work? Oh, yeah. I mean, I so I used to teach it a long time ago. And I, I mean, most dance studios are closed at the moment. But as far as performing, absolutely. Anybody can hire entertainers of any kind. If you have like even a small birthday party, you just want to make it special. You can absolutely hire any kind of entertainer, whether it's an aerialist or a fire breather or a clown or something just to make the party a little yeah, more special. Because um, I, I it adds so much. It yeah, really adds a lot. I don't know how I could like hang sheets from the ceiling in my condo, but you know, <laughs> you, you, you know, I, I, I mean, you know, since we're quarantining, I don't have to invite my friends. It just can be you and me, and I can just watch you yo yo up and down <laughs> and eat popcorn all day with my dog. <laughs> cool. Well, you know, if it's just you and me, I'm gonna make you try something. I'm gonna tie you up in those things. Oops. I, you know what? I would so be down. I saw because uh, Billie Eilish, <laughs> she took it in high school, and I did not know that. That's actually where I you know, got obsessed with it. But yeah, I would love to learn some moves, you know? Definitely, that would be... Yeah, and you know, it's uh, like so many different setups you can do. So there are things that you don't necessarily need a ceiling. I've got a bunch of structures that I build from the ground up. So you never know. I mean, there are events where it's either outside, there is no ceiling, or the ceiling indoors is too low, or there's nowhere to rig from. So I have structures that I bring and I assemble them on site and you can, they kind of go from the bottom and they build up high to certain, you know, like 10, 15 feet. And then you can climb on those structures and do some pretty cool acrobatics on that too. So, I mean, when it comes to aerial arts, we can accommodate anything really. And it's a lot of fun. It can be really interactive. Aerialists um, can pour drinks from up there. I don't know if you yeah. can do that, but we can have a bottle of champagne, pour champagne. We can pour shots. I've done it all. It's yeah, great. Have a whole party <laughs> in the sheets, in the ceiling. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. So I know you have modeled, and I know you're very beautiful and tall, but do you consider yourself a model, or were you just taking pictures with your, with your friends? Because I know you have modeled. Um, I mean, I have gotten paid for it and I've done campaigns and things like that. So I can technically say that I've done it professionally, but it was never really something I pursued that I, I wanted to do modeling. I mean, I just never, I never really thought of myself as that. I guess I just didn't really mm -hmm. consider that as an option for me, even though now things are really different. I mean, really anybody could be a model and I say that because the standards of beauty are really changing yeah. we're starting to appreciate all kinds of shapes and sizes different colors different unique things about people so I guess before I thought you kind of had to be like six feet tall super thin and you know have a certain look but now it's different anybody can kind of showcase their good looks and and market that if you wanted to work as a working yeah. model but for me modeling was something I kind of fell into um and I just I kept going with it and I never pursued it as a career but it did give me a lot of confidence in front of the camera which I'm really really grateful for because before then I was very yeah. terrified now so. um who how did you get the money 
to uh, start this business, please don't tell me you use your own because you're already a badass starting a business during the pandemic. Don't say <laughs> you use your own money and did it all by yourself. Come on, you have to have help. That's exactly what I do. I have been working, working nonstop, working, working nonstop as an aerialist. And so this is a an investment from my own self. So no, no bank loans, nothing like that. No interest payments, nothing. I have pretty much just decided to just go for it. So I've, I've always been pretty responsible with money. So I've been able to save over the years. And so I did, I put my own money into this. And so it's literally me and performing and all that hard work that has gone into this company. So Everything about it is special to me. Everything about it is meaningful. And I take a lot of pride in it. I mean, I'm literally, you know, kind of putting my life on the line every time I perform. And when I earn that money, it goes right back into, you know, buying equipment and costuming and all that kind of stuff. So I, I really love doing this. So, yes, it is all my own thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm. I believe in it that much. So <laughs> that makes me even more proud of you that you did it all by yourself, <laughs> you know, and I feel like, cause you know, most business owners, when it's their first business, you know, it's natural for uh, a couple of businesses to fail beforehand. But I think your business is the type that's actually going to hit the ground running. Cause you know, like you said, you know, your stuff, you know? Yeah. And you know, I've, like I said, over the years, I've, I've just kind of learned more and more about the event industry and what it, what it takes to put on a really good event. And I've made really, really great relationships with different venue owners and event planners and different artists and all sorts of people mm-hmm. that go into this industry. And really, I have all of that behind me when I start. So I'm definitely not going into it blind. But it is going to be a lot of work. It is going to be different, different and new. But I'm really, really, really excited. I just, I can't wait for things to open back up. Same. There's so many ideas that I have. I mean, I'm really, really just pushing and pushing to try new things. I know, I mean, very new things. So hopefully in the coming months, you'll be like, <laughs> you'll have me back on your podcast and you'll be like, what the heck was that you just did over there, Sonia? I've never seen that before. Yes, yes. Push that envelope. So what tools, uh, like what are some of your tools for success that you can share with the audience? Um, Really just, I mean, it's okay to be scared to try new things, but don't let it stop you. So most of what I've done has been completely new. I mean, it was like just jumping in and I would say, just don't be afraid to do that. I mean, you will learn, if nothing else, you will learn so much. So you'll never come out of taking a risk worse than how you started. Um, It's just, and it's fun. Don't forget to have fun. I mean, not everything's going to go the way you plan, but that's kind of the adventure of everything. Yeah. So uh, what do you do to give back to the community? Um, One of the things I really like to do is every now and then offer some free performances to people that couldn't normally afford something like having a personal acrobat at their (laughs) event. So 
probably my biggest fans are actually children. They completely love watching what I do. They will sit and stare <laughs> for the entire time I'm performing. They're so in awe of everything. So I try to perform where there are a lot of kids and sometimes I'll do like free stuff because I think it's really important for the next generation to be exposed to different art forms. Yeah. It really is great for their imagination um, to just see things like that. I think it's really, really great. I mean, the first time I ever saw an aerialist, I was blown away and I was an adult. So I think it's really, really important for kids to be exposed to different kinds of art forms. Yeah. Like, honestly, my opinion on aerial work, there's something very, you know, it's almost like a circus, of course, but there's something very magical, whimsical about it. You know what I mean? But yet elegant, but yet elegant, you know? Yeah, it is. It's really, really beautiful to watch. And there's also, of course, that element of danger. I mean, there's always the possibility that you could fall and that makes it very risky, a risky thing to try. So when you see it in person, it's it's just amazing. When I first saw an aerialist, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was like, what the heck is going on? Like, that's so dangerous. It's so beautiful. And it really touched and inspired me. So yeah. there is something very special about aerial arts that really, really got me. And I'm sure like a lot of people feel that way if they've ever seen it. But it's it's a really cool thing. Yeah. I'm lucky to have seen it. Yeah. Now, three, three questions. Uh, number one, who are your role models? Number two, to whom you do you own uh, owe to your success? And number three, is your business like a building? Like, is it a set location or do you just do business, you know, face to face and send your clients places? So my role models are, I have a different, a few different role models. Some of them have nothing to do with aerial arts whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I have a couple of friends who I've kind of watched them go through the motions of taking risks and success and failures. And I watch them persevere and it's just amazing to see them work. And so I have a few friends and of course my parents, my family, um, they are, they're amazing. They're so hardworking and they're always positive. So just that kind of energy really, really like, I mean, it makes you feel strong. Like you can do anything no matter what it is. And so people like that in my life that I really really love to just kind of admire and you know try to model myself after um t- tell me the second question again. <laughs> uh to whom do you owe your success um I would say there are a few people so of course my parents again hard-working amazing people mm-hmm. then I would also owe a little bit of it to, I had a couple of, I had this one teacher in high school and, What's, you know, I was, was a teenager. Her name was Miss Butts, B-U-T-Z. Um, she was my English teacher. Hold she, on. You, you had a teacher named Miss Butts and the kids, yeah, and the kids yeah. did not eat her alive. If that was my last name, teaching would be the last. Like, I picture my, uh, like, have you seen that Key and Peele skit where the 
substitute teacher comes in and he's like all strict. Yeah, and then he farts and then he picks up his jacket and leaves because he already know what time it is. He already knows. <laughs> Let me tell you, that is a testament to this lady to have such a name and to command her class. I mean, she you better believe she was a tough lady. And the really cool thing about her is that she not just had high expectations, but she demanded that you use your brain in class and you weren't going to be just doing worksheets and this and that. She expected you to speak up in class to, you know, tell what you thought about things and not just regurgitate answers. She actually made you use your brain. And she kind of taught all of us to think independently in a sense to think for yourselves don't just follow along and get by so she's one of those people that kind of came along when my when I was really young and taught me to trust my instincts and trust my own brain so she's been she's someone I think about a lot even though I haven't really seen her since I graduated high school but I really think about all the things that she taught me even though it was just English class you know, it was just like a little thing, but she was amazing. So I've, I've run into people like her throughout my life that really remind me to, you know, just be yourself, use your mind and, and just don't be afraid to be who you are. So as far as my business goes, I mean, people can find me all kind of ways. Um, I don't have a location like a showroom or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I have um, I have different ways that people can contact me. And then because the events that I do are just in so many different locations, I just kind of go around. So when people want to get in touch with me and they want to design an event, a lot of times we'll just speak to each other a few times. I'll kind of get an idea of what they're looking for. We'll design something, we'll put it together. I'll quote them for the whole thing and then we'll go from there. So it's pretty straightforward. It's really easy. Um, I have lots of photos and videos of everything. So if people are curious and they want to see more, I can definitely send them things like that so they know what they're getting. Nice, nice. Um, Last but not least, how do you advertise and promote your business? How do you get it out there? Um, So as an aerialist, because my company to book other artists is fairly new, so I haven't started just yet, but for myself, I have a website, I have social media, and then I also list myself in different places where you can book artists and entertainers, so there's a website called Gig Salad, and if you go on there and you type in aerialist or belly dancer or whatever it is that you're looking for, you'll find all sorts of people, musicians, artists, painters, all kinds of people. So that's another resource that I use to advertise myself. And then a lot of it is word of mouth. I mean, if you show up to an event, you give it your all, you do a good job, people are going to talk about you. They're going to recommend you. Um, so it's just been a lot of hard work, a lot of grinding, showing up, showing up, showing up, being on time, you know, doing what you're asked to do and trying to go above and beyond when you can. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. Now for your modeling side, uh, how do you stay safe? Cause I know like with the Harvey Weinsteins and the Epsteins, you know, it's, 
<laughs> There's so many bad stories, right? It's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. So how do you stay safe if somebody's like, hey, I I have a photo shoot I want you to do. How do you protect yourself? Well, so in the beginning when I didn't know anyone, because now I know enough people to where, you know, I can be very picky and selective on who I work with. But in the beginning, it was something where I would try to get recommendations from other people. And then if somebody new came along and wanted to shoot with me, I would insist on bringing a friend. So there are some photographers who will kind of pressure you into going by yourself because they they will tell you things like, oh, you don't want any distractions on set and this and that. And I completely disagree. I think photographers should allow models to feel safe and bring a friend or whatever or have the photo shoot in a studio where there are other people, like even if it's just a house manager just working there so that you don't feel like you're just one-on-one with a photographer that you don't know. So just not being completely alone in the beginning is something I would stress to new models. And then as you get further and further along in the industry, you can kind of be more selective on who you want to work with. But definitely in the beginning, don't go by yourself. Yeah. And if any photographer doesn't allow you to bring a friend, that's a red flag right there. Like back when the studio was open and I could have like guests face to face, people would ask, can I bring my friend? And I would be like, yeah, the more the merrier, because I would love the energy that they're in support that their friends would bring. So it's definitely shady if somebody says no. I honestly feel like as long as the person that you bring does not disturb the shoot and how would they know that, you know, unless they're there, but as long as they don't disturb the shoot, you can bring as many people or shoot should be able to bring as many people as you want, you know? Right. And I feel like photographers and people who work on sets should be really, really understanding about things like that because of the scenes and the wine scenes Terry Richards and all these crazy people that are out there. I mean, we have to protect ourselves. And I don't think it's much to ask to bring somebody with you that you feel comfortable with, even if it's a parent or a friend or a sibling or a boyfriend or a girlfriend. I mean, you should be able to bring somebody with you just so that you have somebody on your side that can be there and watch out for you. Because a lot of times also, even if a photographer might say something, I mean, you may feel pressure to do something that you really weren't trying to do on that set and having somebody there to kind of watch you and see if you're uncomfortable you got to have somebody there that has your back so I think red flag if a photographer wants you to be alone especially if it's your first time working with them exactly and I mean not only that but like I feel like a photographer should never touch you Because, like, there's also people that can accuse you of things. So why would you just put yourself in that position? You know, have an assistant, a female assistant. If you, you know, want somebody to turn a certain way or, you know, uh, you somebody's bra strap is undone, have a female assistant help you out. That way, you know, you can, uh, you know, there's no room for any, you know, misconstrues or, you know, any accidents or any, you know, mis. 
Right. And, you know, that's kind of the difference between like an amateur photographer and a professional. So a professional will have thought of all those things. They will want to make the experience as comfortable and safe for everyone involved. And so they will have put things like that in place. A person who's just starting out as a photographer doesn't know anything. They're not going to think about stuff like that. So you want to work with as many professional people as you possibly can. So when you work with somebody new, be sure and ask questions like that. If you don't even know what to ask, go online and read other people's experiences. Look for like a list of questions that you should be having good answers to before you go on your first modeling shoot. If you're going to freelance it in the beginning, um, little things like that will keep all modeling really fun and really cool and save you from any kind of unpleasant experiences. Yeah. And I'm not a professional photographer at all. I just have common sense. What can I say? <laughs> but, um, right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah now, now what, um, what is something that you have that no one else has? What like makes you stand out? What's your, Well, I would say definitely as an aerialist, I mean, I have a lot of custom equipment. So I have a few welders that I love to work with in different parts of the country, and they make absolutely beautiful custom aerial structures for me. So when people look through my body of work, they will find things that don't exist anywhere else on this planet because they were completely custom designed. Um, that's kind of another thing that I like to bring to the table is if you work with me, you'll get to work with things that are beautiful and that you won't find anywhere else. So I want people to feel like I take their events really seriously and I want them to be special and memorable. So I'm not going to get you, you know, just your average typical stuff that anybody could bring to you. So things like that. I like to use my imagination and and make really, really cool structures to bring as an aerialist. And I will be doing the same thing when I get more involved in my company. There are a lot of new ideas that I want to execute. And it takes a team. It takes a whole production. And I know some really, really amazing people all over the country that I work with can bring all kinds of things to life. Nice. Now, would you ever teach a pole class? You know, I haven't really done much poll in the last few years. It's just something that I kind of haven't kept up on. I really sometimes think about getting back into it because it is a lot of fun. I mean, it's so much and fun. And it's a good workout, um, too. It's an amazing workout. You will find abs you didn't even know you had. I mean, it's something that anyone can do. It's a lot of fun. It doesn't matter what your shape or size is, doesn't matter your gender, you, anybody can have a good time doing either pole dancing or aerial work. It's so much fun. And I would definitely teach it again. Hopefully I'll get a little time here and there to teach a class, but I love teaching, especially brand new people, just kind of giving them the confidence to know that they can do something crazy like this. You don't have to be a born gymnast to enjoy all this. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I agree. 100%. Well, Thank you for your time. Uh, I, I I can't leave without asking you these four questions, though. Um, <laughs> what are your top three movies of all time? Oh, man. Okay, and I feel really bad about this because I'm one of those people 
that doesn't really watch that much TV or movies. Like, I've never seen a single episode of Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> I will say I really love Fight Club. That's one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that's a really cool movie I love. Um, what's another really good one? I really love... Okay, so this is a lesser-known Samuel L. Jackson movie. <laughs> Um, he does scream a little in this movie, but The Red Violin is a really good one. It's an artsy, really cool movie. Um, and then I guess my favorite, let's throw like my favorite Disney movie has got to be, got to be Aladdin. I think that's my favorite Disney movie. Be- between Aladdin and Lion King, those are my favorite. Yeah, oh my God, <laughs> you are Princess Jasmine in real life, in the flesh. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I mean, you literally fly on carpets like she does too. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, <laughs> what type of music do you listen to? Who's your top three artists of all time? So I actually really, really love classical music. Um, Me too. Just Me too. I've always loved it. I love modern stuff. I love like all the new like electronic music that DJs are coming out with they come out with some amazing tracks and I I I love 90s grunge rock music I love that too um I also love Cardi B no, <laughs> so I love it all you're part of the Barty gang I love her she's just so crazy I love that lady hold on, hold on, <laughs> let me ask you this do you like Nicki Minaj okay so I like Nikki, but okay, when Nikki came out, to be honest with you, not to throw any shade or anything, but I kind of felt some Lil' Kim vibes, because I was a huge Lil' Kim fan, and so it was kind of like, mm, I couldn't, you know, I love Nikki, but I felt like I was getting too much Lil' Kim, not enough Nikki. Well, well, well it's funny, because that's why uh, a lot of the uh, Barty gang doesn't like Nikki, because she uh she came at little Kim with like a destroy and conquer type vibe because she obviously admired her and looked up to her as a role model. But she's like, I admire you, but this is my time now. And she literally came for the queen's head, you know, and she got it, you know. But uh I'm th- see, this is why I like Nikki more than Cardi, honestly. <laughs> For like I've seen Nikki struggle. Like, I don't know if you've seen this video, but there's a video of her rapping for these guys. And this is why she demands so re- so much respect because there was a video of her rapping for these guys and they were like talking over her. They were like really disrespectful and it was really embarrassing. And to see her come up from that and she legit cares about the rap game she cares about the culture for me i feel like cardi b now don't get me wrong because bodak yellow was that girl okay bodak yellow <laughs> I, I wrote some cardi songs too but however comma i feel like cardi is only in it for the money i don't feel like she has the same passion that nikki does which is why beyonce never made a song with her you know I, I do respect that about Nikki. I really do. I feel like when she came along, she was she was there and she kind of commanded the stage and she she owned it. And it was great watching her be successful. It really, really was. 
I just felt like when newer rappers came along, I don't know if she was ready to like pass or even share the torch. And that's when it was kind of like, okay, well, it was never going to be only her forever. And so, but everything that she went through, everything that she trailblazed, everything that she did, no one can take that from her. She's amazing in her own right. Yeah. And like, did you, did you honestly like the WAP song? <laughs> well, okay. Here's how I feel about it. I just think it's a really good, like, sex anthem song that is just like a fun song. You know, there's so many songs from like, guys whether it's like hip-hop or rock or whatever and it's great to see just even if it wasn't cardi i love to see women owning their sexuality and especially black women i feel like black women are always kind of being told like how they're supposed to be and this is and i just love it when all kinds of women are just like just leave me alone let me do my thing yeah. and i don't really care yeah <laughs> well like Honestly, I didn't like it. It's it's starting to grow on me now, but I don't really like the song, <laughs> not because it's nasty, because I do like me some nasty music every now and again. You know, like I do like some. Uh, it's funny because I don't know if you've seen my post, but it says 90s, uh, you know, uh, 90s kids saying WAP is nasty, but look at what we had to grow up with. And it was the song, Don't Want No Short Dick, Man, you know? Yes, yes. There was so many. And then another post I posted this morning, it was like 90s kids saying WAP is inappropriate. And then it switched to that song, You and Me Ain't Nothing But Mammals. So, Oh my God, I remember that song. Yes, I've seen a bunch of memes going. Then there was one about Trent Reznor. Um, there's so, what was that song? Um, Closer. He's like, I want to F you like an animal, right? It's like, so no one can really judge them based on the content. Yeah, yeah, there have been there have been a few before. <laughs> but like I said, I love Treater. I love Lil Kim. I don't dislike song yeah. because it's you know nasty. Because like I said, I like to get nasty every once in a while. But I just think the song sucks. Like Cardi B was literally rapping like a third year old, you know, like like a third grader. <laughs> You know, I, I feel like if she wasn't writing, because she wasn't writing her own music, and that was another thing that separated Cardi from Nicki. But um, she's definitely writing her own music now. I feel like that was all her. But, um, you, you know, and I didn't like the video because tell me why Kylie Jenner was able to steal the spotlight from somebody of Megan and Cardi B's caliber. Like, I feel... I know what was that like I watched the video and it just stopped yeah. and there was Kylie and I was like well, okay and then I swear I thought Kylie was gonna drop I did first too. and I was I like too. I was like I, I, th <laughs> I was like a little disappointed you, you know like, I thought Kylie was gonna be like rise and shine rise and shine you know I thought she was gonna, <laughs> but, but, but no and I mean like I I feel like say for instance if I was directing a video and I put you in it and you stole the show, I'm sorry, but we would have to do something different. You know, I want people <laughs> to talk about me. And uh, there's so many. Why Kylie? Like, there's so many other women of color. There's Rihanna. 
It would have been oh, so Rihanna cool. Oh, Rihanna was my first. Yeah. People would ask me, like, who would you put as a cameo? I would be like, Rihanna, 100%. Yeah. She's top of the list. Or even Normani. And since you like Normani so much, they should have had yeah. Normani walk. And they should have put uh, uh, Kylie as one of the hosts. Because she was like a madam almost, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, like, I don't know. I thought it was just an interesting yeah. choice. But, 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 I, but mean, I mean, I definitely. I think, I guess. The way I reacted to the video was I was reacting to people's reactions. And so when people were like, oh, it's too nasty, I was like, oh, really? It's not that nasty. Or, you know, or people just kind of getting on them. Or it was just kind of like, I, I felt like I was more defending it than really just digging into the song by itself, yeah. which which is what we really should be doing. Like you, how you were saying, like we should really be looking at the rap game and we should really be looking at okay, well, how, how is she delivering all this instead of, like, okay, is she allowed to even be there? Yeah, so. and I mean, like, at the end of the day, like, I feel like music is music, and I feel like there's, a lot, like, every music has a purpose. Like, do I want to listen to WAP uh, while I'm trying to listen to some deep music or meditate? No, but if I'm getting twerked on in the club, or, you know, if, it, exactly. or if I'm watching you getting, or if I'm getting wrapped up in sheets with you, you know, I would definitely like to like <laughs> play when we're doing our, you know, aerial thing. I can't do the splits, but, you know, I could, you know, I could hang there. I could hang upside down. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's the beauty of music is that it's for all, it's for all occasions. So I don't really see a point in like much criticism of it because it's like the rules there's so much to choose from so if you don't like this go over here there's something for you what music are you into like what what other artists do you like um i like so i guess because I, I guess back to the classical music i like i like some modern artists too there's a guy um his name is Dustin O'Halloran, and he does a lot of composing for yeah, cinema. Yeah, I, I, I like him, too. I like him, too. And see, that's the thing that not a lot of people know about me. Like, I have spent hundreds of dollars at the Dallas Symphony. I, I love orchestra. I love watching ballet. I, I love all that stuff. Yeah. Me, too. I'm just so sad that the the ballet is like shut yeah. down the opera is shut down i love fine art performances i absolutely yeah, love i that. see uh so I, really, I go really see yeah i go see nutcracker once a year every christmas it's amazing it's beautiful i you can't get tired of that music that's that's part of why i love classical music so much is it's so timeless whether it's like new stuff that comes out you know you could listen to it anytime and of course, like the really, really classical music, like Nutcracker, Tchaikovsky, all that stuff is just amazing. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, it's been fun talking to you. I really had a blast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's been really, really no fun. No problem. No problem. Uh, once again, if somebody wants to get in contact you, with you, how would they go about doing that? So my... um online presence under myself as an aerialist is Sonia 928. So that's S-A-N-Y-A 928. My company is going to be called Fly Girl Entertainment. 
Um, I have an Instagram page. I just haven't posted anything just yet. So Fly Girl Entertainment, all one word, just how it's spelled. Um, Fly Girl, of course, is a throwback also to the 90s Fly Girls. I love them. (laughs) And also, of course, I'd be flying around. So all really really cool things. Um, So I'm really excited. So Sonya928 or Fly Girl Entertainment. So Fly Girl Entertainment is going to be hopefully the rest of 2020 and definitely going big in 2021. Definitely, definitely. I'm so proud of you once again. I know you're going to do big things. And I definitely, like, I promised myself that I'm definitely going to collaborate with um, at least once with the people that I interview, if not twice. So I don't know, maybe if I'm doing a, because I am working on, a um t- supernatural tv show so you know i probably could you know use you for that or just something we got to collaborate some kind of way you know if, if even if i'm not modeling if it's not just modeling for your you know website or something like you could have my face on the brochure or something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you could definitely be a fly girl. Fly girl is not limited to any type of person. So if you've got something really cool to offer, I'd love to have you on my team too. Yeah, Absolutely. I do feel like a fly girl. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You could be a Thank fly you. girl. That's what it is. I'm talking about it. Thank so. you so much. Like I said, it's been a joy, and I'll talk to you later, okay? Thank you so much. Talk Bye. to you soon.